Hello, everybody. Josh Brown here, back for another great episode on Franchise Euphoria. Well, today's episode is brought to you by IndieFranchiseLaw.com, a leading resource in the franchise space to help you if you're considering buying a franchise, turning your business into a franchise, or growing your business through a licensing or franchise structure. So go on, check it out, IndieFranchiseLaw.com. I think you'll find a lot of valuable and free information as you continue to kind of weigh franchising and licensing and the growth of your business. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy today's episode. On today's episode of Franchise Euphoria, we have Larry Sidati who is the CDO, Chief Development Officer, of Garbanzo Mediterranean Fresh, a 2019 Fast Casual Magazine Top 5 Movers and Shakers brand. Actually, they're number four on that list. And the leader in Fast Casual Mediterranean Cuisine. Garbanzo has nearly 30 locations in Colorado, Georgia, Illinois, Missouri, Minnesota, Texas, Virginia, and soon to be Indiana, Larry is a trench-hardened veteran in the food and beverage industry with over 20 years of restaurant and franchise experience. Larry began his career in the mid-1990s when he founded the raw juice and smoothie concept, Juice It Up. Larry developed an amazing company culture there and grew the concept to over 180 units. He's got a lot of experience uh, with developing brands. And I think one of the additional things you will find interesting in this interview is the things that Garbanzo is doing to differentiate themselves in the popular Mediterranean space. Hope you enjoy this interview with Larry. Hi, Larry. Welcome to Franchise Euphoria. How are you doing? Doing great, Josh. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. I love bringing on people who have such a great background and experience in franchising, which of course you do. Um, You're currently the chief development officer of a concept called Garbanzo Mediterranean Fresh. But before we start diving into that concept, um, I always love to hear about your background and experience in franchising, since I think it goes back about 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. It goes fast. Um, I got involved in franchising in the restaurant business back in the mid nineties. I started a concept called juice it up and it was on the front end of the first wave of the juice bar invasion, if you will, fresh squeezed juices and smoothies. Um, basically I had to teach myself what the concept was. There wasn't any examples out there of, of, what to do and what not to do and just kind of learned it. I I wanted to get into a business where I could wear shorts and t-shirts every day and somehow jumped on the juice, the juice wagon. And um, I started a concept called juice it up and over, over time brought in some partners and built it up to about 30 units. Um, combination of corporate and licensed and kind of got forced into franchising um, because as you know um, capital gets gets strained and you got to find different ways to grow so figured out how to how to set up a franchise organization I I actually flipped all the corporate stores and converted them to franchises built the concept up to 180 plus units and that was the start. 
And ever since then, I, I kind of I walked away after 13 years, um, wanted to do something new and got involved with a handful of other concepts over time. And basically, same type of thing where go in and um, either take a legacy brand and re reconfigure or restructure their franchise strategy um, or join forces with a new and emerging brand and grow their concept through franchising. And so I've gone, I've done both and I've been a franchisee, I've been a franchisor, I've I've, uh, had my own brand. So I've kind of done pretty much all, all of it. Um, And that's where I am. So, so which is harder? Is it harder, if you can say, is it harder to take a new concept and grow it or harder to take a legacy concept and tweak it so that you can grow it? Uh, it all depends on who you're dealing with. The, the challenge with a legacy brand is people have to be open to change. And you have to, without losing what made you great, you have to jump on with what is going on today. And, and with a legacy brand, it's tough because you have the old guard that says, hey, I want to, this is what made us great in the first place. And then you have a new way of thinking, like this is what's going on in the world today. And we've got to find that happy medium. With emerging brands, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's, it could be challenging you know, at the beginning stages where you're trying to transition an organization from a startup to a more professional run organization in the approach to franchising. Um, both have their different nuances. Merging is always, in my view, a little more fun um, because it's exciting. New brands bring new new and basically a new adventure and it it's it's exciting but legacy brands you have that tradition and and the experience and it's usually you know oftentimes you're still there with the original founder and and that's a fun experience as well but you know my preference is because of the speed at which you can go is new and emerging well and so you are with obviously a new and emerging brand, I guess relatively new with Garbanzo Mediterranean Fresh. Um, tell us a little bit about that brand and where you guys are in your in your current state of growth. Garbanzo is it's it's a interesting concept because it's been around for over ten years. Um, so it's gone through a couple of different stages. Initially, when we were founded, the way restaurant concepts and and startups usually get going is because somebody there's a there's a need for a different concept or a different flavor profile or something different that a founder with with an appetite for that kind of food brings to the the table and and introduces something like garbanzo we went through a period where we had a lot of success early on, but then 
Mediterranean wasn't where it is today. The Mediterranean diet wasn't as well known. It was kind of an unknown concept. It was an unknown category. Transitioning over the last couple of years, we brought in a new CEO back in 2016, James Park, to kind of transition the company, fix some of the things that weren't working, refine the concept, get all ingredients are clean and pure, no additives or preservatives, costs are in line. Um, So the unit economics are really strong. And basically, that was what he was brought in to do. And that's what he's been doing for the last couple of years. Now we've gotten to a point where the Mediterranean space is wildly popular because the Mediterranean diet is really good food when it's done right. And it's very good for you, which is you can't always get that it, you know, in different categories. But in the Mediterranean space, if it's done correctly, you get that. And that's where we are right now. We are actually an emerging, we're we're considered a new and emerging brand. I am such a big believer in this brand that for the first time in my life, we moved from California to a different state. Um, I moved to Denver to be part of this company because that's how much I believe in what Garbanzo is doing. You you upgraded from California to Denver. I lived at the beach. Oh, never mind. (laughs) I don't know that that's an upgrade, but it is. (laughs) It is a different life. Um, But that that was hard. (laughs) But I believe in what they're doing here, Josh. As you know, one of the things about starting up a franchise organization. The founders or the group that's starting, oftentimes they're they're fixated on the top line because that's where a franchisor makes their money. And it's very, very difficult to get franchisors to understand, especially early on, that what happens below the top line is more important because franchisees have to make money. And if they're not making money, your concept will not work. You will fail. And this brand, the first thing I looked at when I was interviewing with James was what are their cost of goods? What is the labor? And are these things profitable? And all my questions were answered. It doesn't matter where the top line is. Our stores and restaurants are, are profitable. And this translates to the franchise community. When, we, when he put this model together, He did so looking at the royalty and making sure that below that royalty and below all the pieces, that at the end of the day, these franchisees are profitable and we meet their expectations. And that's what gets me so excited and gets me out of bed every day. Well, paint the picture for us because, you know, you live and breathe this concept, but paint the picture of if I walk into a Garbanzo Mediterranean Fresh, what am I walking into? I mean, what's the look? What's the feel? It's a fast, casual experience, but explain that a little bit um, for the visual listeners. The look is very um, kind of hip Mediterranean, <laughs> if there is. Um, it's very colorful. There's a lot of energy. What you're going to experience is what we call the co-creation model, where you come in and you, you 
pick your base, whether it be a pita, um, a lafa, which is a wrap, a salad, or a plate. You pick your you pick your protein, you pick your vegetables, you pick your sauces. You basically create anything that you want to create. Our pitas, for instance, we we bake our pitas fresh on premises every day on the hour. Everyone that walks in the door that orders a pita is getting a fresh baked pita made from scratch that day. And so you're smelling that in the air as you walk in. Exactly. So this experience is you're getting fresh product made from scratch, no additives, no preservatives at a value price equal to and oftentimes even better than most other fast casuals, significantly better than, and I'm not going to name names, but you can figure it out. A lot of our dishes and, and our menu items are below $10. Our average check is about $10.50 to $11.50. Um, as a matter of fact, we just opened a restaurant today. I was over there before I came back to the office to do this. Um, so it's very exciting and it, it's, it's a very colorful and very energetic and scrumptious experience, if you will. <laughs> Couldn't think of a better word. I'm sorry. Well, no, that's perfect. I mean, you know, for, for people who are outside of the restaurant world, I mean, for both, you know, investors, you know, prospective franchisees, you, you hear this a lot, or at least I do that, you know, people who are are not in the restaurant space, often think the people who are in the restaurant space, you know, are a little off or a little nuts to be in the restaurant space because it's just so, there's just so many balls in the air or, you know, maybe a better metaphor is there's so many plates that you're spinning and there's so many things that can go wrong. And there's so many, you know, you're dealing with in, in terms of employees and all that other stuff. I mean, what, what do you think about, you know, yourself both making a career in the restaurant space and, and what is it about the restaurant space that attracts you to it when there's, I mean, seemingly there's so many risks associated with it, right? I mean, just like with any small business, I don't want to, I'm not picking on restaurants, but I mean, you, you will hear, you know, concepts will come and go. Um, they're, you know, Mediterranean right now is really hot. I happen to think it's here to stay, to be honest, because I think when you tie it into the healthy components that you get, I think it's more than, than just a fab. But what do you say to people who would raise those type of questions before thinking of getting into the restaurant franchise space? I think the thing with the restaurant space is everybody eats, right? I mean, that's a given. It is exciting and there's instant gratification when you see people come into your restaurant. They're excited about what you're doing. They're excited about what they're about to receive. And you're excited. I mean, it is the experience of serving others is never more prominent than when you're in a restaurant. You're giving people something they want. And if you're meeting their expectations and delivering on your promise or your, your values or your beliefs through the food, you're just making people happy. And it's, it's something about creating a concept and, and being part of that movement. And again, that's what I love about Garbanzo. This is Garbanzo Mediterranean Fresh is a movement. 
It's a movement to put delicious and nutritious food in people's mouths. Not only are they getting something that is just absolutely fabulous to eat and tasting, but it's good for you. It's healthy. And for someone that's interested in the restaurant business, it's something ingrained in a lot of us that are in this business. And and you can see it, Josh, if you have a conversation with a lawyer or an accountant. I'm sorry, you're a lawyer, so but you're different. Typically, they will advise against it or caution a client about getting into the restaurant business. But if you talk to people who are more on the creative side or, I mean, even engineers and, and doctors, some lawyers, they, they have this fascination or passion for the food service industry. And I think it's just something in us that we want to, to show the world what we have to offer through food. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I mean, before you said passion, I was going to chime in and say, yeah, there's a passion element to it because it's, it's an overall experience too, right? I mean, the food, the food is certainly part of the experience, but I think when a lot of people go and they go to, you know, restaurants where they're, they're going to sit down and eat, even if it is, you know, a fast casual where, you know, it's not going to be a, a three hour meal. Part of the equation, a big part of the equation is, is obviously the food, but it's the environment, it's the experience, it's how they feel when they go into the place and when they leave the place, the company that they keep. I mean, all those elements factor into it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, it's just interesting. It's always interesting to me because obviously I, I, I talk to a lot of people in the food business. and uh, But then when you talk to folks outside of the food business, you get these real pronounced opinions on either they, they're, they're, they're strongly for it or I would never go... <laughs> I would never do something like that, you know, because of just the whole uh, volatile nature of certain restaurants. I mean, I think the statistics would probably show that if you look across the board at any business sector, the failure rates are are the same, you know, across the sectors um, over a period of time, and certainly they they lessen once once you've been once you've been in business. But you're right. I mean, you know, people have to eat. People are going to eat. And though they may tweak their habits in a recession, if you're at the right price point, you could also benefit from that as well. Right. Absolutely. Oh, so when you look at bringing on franchisees, I mean, you guys have right now what you have about 30, do you have 30 locations open? Yeah. Okay. So you have 30 locations open. When you think about your ideal franchisee, you know, are you thinking of a single unit operator coming in? Are you looking at multi-unit franchisees? And 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 what type of characteristics are you looking that these franchisees or prospective franchisees bring to the table um, to make sure that they're a good fit uh, with Garbanzo? We're looking for both. We don't want just area developers or or just individuals or. You know, we, we, we want a, a combination of a mix. Obviously, we want the restaurateurs that may be in the business and may, may own a couple other brands or, or be franchise, franchisees or developers in other brands, but are looking to add to their portfolio of restaurants. We are looking for those people. We are also looking for business leaders, managers that 
maybe from other walks of life, but have a passion for food and want to get into the restaurant business. Those would be more like single unit operators to start and could develop into multi-unit or even area developers. But I think that for a franchisor, you know, you always want the restaurant tours, the, the people from the restaurant industry, which I, I'm not going to deny that. that. That is. Well, it makes sense, right? I mean, it makes yeah. perfect sense. But there's this other, there's these other groups out there that don't have restaurant experience yet but do have a passion for food and they usually make phenomenal operators because they throw everything they have into it and they become as good and as expert at the restaurant business as, as the area that they originally came from. And you evaluate everybody on their own merits, but at the end of the day, you want passionate people that believe in your brand, believe in your values, believe in what you're doing and your mission. Um, and you have to make sure that the two are aligned. And you're doing people an injustice if you know that they're not aligned and you bring them in anyways, because that's a recipe for disaster. And as a franchisee, as a former franchisee, I can tell you the most important piece when you're getting into a franchise system or you're considering one is do you believe in what they believe in? Do you believe in their values? And are you willing to marry this group of leaders that is leading this brand? Because this is a marriage and you are marrying somebody. It, it's very, very important that each of these pieces lines up and is critical to the overall success and the future of this relationship. So I look for people that one buy into me, buy into the brand, buy into the leadership here, and buy into what we're doing. And then they believe in our values. They believe in what we believe. But they're not, they have their own opinions, obviously, and they have their own ways of doing things. And they, they can have their own outlook and views. We appreciate that. We understand that. But at the end of the day, we have to agree on the same things. And we have to have our our alignment in our values and, and mission. So two final questions for you as we wrap things up. First is, you know, you, you've talked a little bit about your experience as a franchisee and then now as a franchisor. I like that. Um, I think, you know, there's not a lot of people who have both sides of that equation, but I have to imagine that there are things that you've taken from your experiences on the franchisee side and applied on the franchisor side, what are, you know, one or two things that you took from your experience being on the franchisee side that you makes you a better franchisor? Um, I always empathize with the franchisee and anyone that I've ever brought into a system will tell you that about me. I think that for a franchisee, they need a seat at the table. They need to have a voice and their voice has to be respected and valued. And from a franchisor perspective, a franchisor has to understand that typically with the franchisee, the money that a franchisee invests into a franchise system is as important, if not more important, 
than whatever investment the franchisor is making or is going to make. You have to, as a franchisor, respect what that franchisee is doing from a financial standpoint because they're putting everything on the line. And you have to be cognizant of that. I see so many franchisors think that they are so much more important than the franchisees. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. The franchisee's investment into your system should be valued more so than any investment that a franchisor makes into their system or whatever investment they make. And that's something I learned early on. And that's just from building relationships with people, understanding them from both sides of the table and knowing what it's like to have a failed business. I've experienced that too. And that is painful. And I don't ever, ever want anyone to ever go through that on my watch. So we do everything here. And again, that was something that is really important to me with whoever I work for. I want them to believe in that, buy into that as a franchisor. And this group here convinced me that that's what they believe in as well. We can have no failures. We want our goal is 100% success with every single franchisee that we bring into our system. No compromise. One is too many if it fails. And that's important to us. And that should be important to any franchisee that their franchisor believes in them and understands and respects what they're about, and what they're doing, and what they're getting themselves into. And, and then, of course, a voice at the table. They, they need to have a voice. We sit in the tower. We're not on the front lines every day. We need to understand and respect what they're saying and doing. And so those are some of the important things that really I'm very passionate about when it comes to bringing franchisees into any system. We have to be very respectful of what this person is doing and grateful and humbled by the fact that they're investing in our brand. And that's, imp- that's an important position. Well, and that's interesting. I mean, that, that's, a, that's an important differentiator, right, for your concept and your experience and how you approach things, which, um, which is very uh, notable and laudable. What would you, I mean, as a final question, you know, as you alluded to early on in the interview, there are a lot more Mediterranean concepts now than there were just a few years ago. I want to give you an opportunity to finish off the interview to tell me what you think the biggest key differentiators are that makes Garbanzo Mediterranean Fresh stick out from the competition. I think our competitive advantage is, one, our unit economic model is the best out there. I mean, our startup costs are at the lower end of the spectrum because we negotiate hard for the costs that we are across the board for every facet of this business. So we keep the startup costs fairly low. Our unit economics are just either the best or among the best in the category. And from a fast casual perspective, they're as good as I've seen anywhere. When you get into the real crux of it, the food, the food is just, I mean, we, we've we all shopped our competitors. Our food, 
And I think that, you know, based on my experience, I am as, I try to be as middle of the road as I can be and try to be fair in evaluating because it doesn't do any good to just be biased towards our brand. We need to understand what everybody else is doing, what they're doing right, and what we're doing better. When you come into to our restaurants, you're going to smell pita being baked. Um, you get fresh baked pita, fresh made falafel. Our sauces are all our sauces, customized and made from scratch on premises. Our chicken and meats, our seasoning is, I think, a perfect balance of Mediterranean and, and captures that Mediterranean flavor. But the, the amount of what goes into every single ingredient in our menu and every single ingredient that we put into our recipes, there's so much thought and so much debate that goes into it because we want it to be perfect and we want it to always be improving. I think that's a big differentiator. And at the end of the day, the biggest differentiator to me because it's the biggest part of why someone goes into business is how we think about the bottom line versus the top line. We are more focused on below the top line than we are the top line. And even though our income and revenue stream comes from the top line, we do realize and understand if there's no bottom line, there's no top line. So we have to continuously improve what we're doing to tighten up and and improve that bottom line constantly. And we're so cognizant of the franchisees in our system, they have to make money. And to me, knowing what I know about franchisors and knowing what I know about people in the industry that I know and respect and trust and you collaborate with, But at the end of the day, there's very few franchisors that put as much emphasis into franchisees making money, us doing our part to to ensure that. I think that is one of the biggest differentiators outside of the food that we have going for us. Well, if you want to learn more about the Garbanzo concept, you can go to www.eat.com garbanzo.com and that's g-a-r-b-a-n-z-o.com or if you want to learn more about franchising go to eatgarbanzofranchising.com thank you so much larry for coming on your your passion for the brand and for the concept uh, really shines through and i can tell you guys are really trying to build a whole community around what you're doing and i wish you nothing but the best of luck for success in the future so thank you so much Thank you for having me on and thank you for what you're doing. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Franchise Euphoria. If you enjoyed this episode or have enjoyed the podcast in general, I would really appreciate it if you could go to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. It really helps to get this podcast out to more and more people. So the easy way to do it is go to iTunes and in the search box, put in Franchise Euphoria. 
you will then see my cover art and you click on my smiling face that says Franchise Euphoria. And then click on the link that says Ratings and Reviews. It's that simple, but boy, oh boy, does it mean the world to me when people leave ratings and reviews. And like I said, it really helps get the show out there. Once again, would love it if you would go to iTunes and leave a rating and review if you enjoyed this episode or other episodes of the show. And until the next time, happy franchising.